Welcome to POP, a piece of what's happening here at Peace. My name is Tony Katko, one of the pastors here. I'm recording this on February 7th. This is a shortened version of our message from Sunday. So think of this as a way to spend a few minutes in devotion, connecting with God and with what's happening here at Peace. When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He says, to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. So we're doing a two-week series called Love Where You Live, because there's something important we often miss about this second command. When Jesus says to love your neighbor as yourself, he does actually mean we should love our literal neighbors. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, when Jesus says neighbor, he doesn't mean neighbor. Neighbor is just a word for all other people. Love God, love other people. And of course, there's a sense that that's true. But I think that Jesus used the word neighbor instead of other people for a reason. The word he uses, it means someone who is close by you. So yes, we should love everyone, but we don't come into contact with everyone. Especially today, in this global world that internet has connected people across the globe. So we get this idea that our neighbors are all over. We can be good neighbors to everyone on the planet. But in reality, what we do unintentionally is out of this desire to make everyone our neighbors, we end up making no one our neighbors. So Jesus uses the word neighbor because location matters. Where you are and who you come into contact with matter. There's this reading from the book of Acts where Paul is talking to a crowd of people and he says this about God. From one ancestor, God made all nations to inhabit the earth and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live. So God put us near the people that we are near for a reason so that we can love them. Or to put it another way, you are where you are for a reason. I had a wonderful visit with a couple recently, and there are members here at Peace, and one of them has had a lot of health problems in the past few years. So I met them at a healthcare facility where he was doing rehab. And they got into telling me their story of their life, all the careers and callings they've had, and they've led this really interesting, rich life. But then she shared something that was so simple and beautiful about the stage of life they're in right now. His health problems and all the time that they have to spend in these healthcare facilities, it's taken their life in a different direction. One that they definitely wouldn't have chosen. But she said, the good news is right now we have a very clear calling from God. Our calling right now is to be grateful and kind to the healthcare workers around us. Because right now, the people that work in that facility, those are their neighbors. And God calls us to love our neighbor. It's that simple. Now, I'm sure it's not an easy calling. Life is harder than usual in all healthcare facilities right now, for residents, families, and for workers. But even though it's not a calling they would have chosen, it's the calling that they have right now to love those neighbors. You see, we don't always want to invest time in the people that are around us. We would rather focus on the people we already like, the people that are similar to us. We don't choose who all of our neighbors are, but those 
are the people God calls us to love. In Luke's gospel, after Jesus names those two greatest commandments, there's a follow-up question from that expert in the law. He says, okay, but who is my neighbor? Like, where's the wiggle room in the law? Which people that are close by me do I have to love and which of them does this not apply to? And so Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan that there's someone who was robbed and left for dead on the side of the road and the first people who notice him don't stop, but then a Samaritan stops, who's the last person you would expect because Jews and Samaritans hated one another. And even though there's no prior relationship, they come from different backgrounds, there's cultural baggage and animosity, the Samaritan is moved by compassion. And when someone comes across his path and needs help, he does what he can to help. So loving your neighbor, it means caring for the people who are near you, no matter who they are. So what would it look like for all of us to make an effort to reach out to those neighbors around us that we don't really know right now? Where we live and at places like work and church. Now I should say that I'm a strong introvert and I know that for a lot of you fellow introverts out there, reaching out to a bunch of new people sounds awful. It sounds exhausting or terrifying or both. But you don't have to become an outgoing person. You can reach out in a way that's authentic to you. There are people I know at Peace that are really good about sending cards or e-cards or small gifts to show people that they care. If you like to bake, you can drop off some baked goods with a note and run away. You can show someone that you're thinking about them without even having that face-to-face -face conversation if that's the idea that causes a lot of anxiety for you. So find something that works for you. Another strategy I've learned as someone who's not very naturally outgoing is you can find an outgoing friend and stick with them. Just stay close to, to them, let them break the ice, and then you can be there to join in the conversation. And if you're one of those outgoing people, adopt an introvert. What I'm saying here is you don't have to feel guilty if this doesn't come naturally. We are all wired differently, and we can find ways that work for us to show that we care about our neighbors. Just imagine if every one of us in the peace community with our own small circles of people showed just a few of those people that we cared about them without any agenda, not trying to network, not trying to get something back in return or converting them, just showing a few people that they are worth getting to know. And if all of us did that, that kind of compassion would make a difference in our community. Let's pray. God, we thank you for loving us unconditionally, without any agenda or hidden motives or strings attached. Help us to show this same love to the people who are near us. May we experience the good news of your love and grace for us and share that good news with our neighbors. Amen.